please lock on. Now we're just gonna keep it on D. What? Test, 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 test. Hello? I'm, I'm just going to be here. Yeah, just be here. It sounds like it's got an echo. Test, 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 test. Sounds good out there? Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to be.
Good morning, Genesis. My name is Heather. It's great to be um, given the privilege of leading in worship today. Thanks for letting me uh, noodle a bit there. I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes when everything's out here and I need to get here, I just need to focus. And for me, that means noodling on the piano. For you, it might be a crossword or going for a run. I don't know those people personally, but it could be anything, right? It probably should be prayer, but we'll just say it's prayer plus whatever the other thing is. So for me, things are out here, but singing and music brings it in here. Whatever that is for you today, whatever worship looks like for you today, I pray that it is a journey for you. Wherever your point A is, I pray that the spirit meets you where you are and walks alongside you to get to point B. So prayerfully, I invite you to stand if you're able. We're going to start our service this morning with worship. Forsaken, 
I thought from in my father's house there's a place for me into a song saying I will enter your gates with nothing but thanks
It's for testimonies. So um, this is our time for testimonies. We sometimes call them God sightings, uh, where God showed up. And uh, last yesterday, last Saturday, yesterday I was uh, here with my uh, Friday small group uh, serving uh, people at the community cafe. And it was uh, a very good time. And I saw God in some special ways, including how uh, some of uh, my friends were serving uh, and uh, talking with folks. Uh, you know, I was especially watching you, Allie, with that one gentleman. And uh, But the, the God setting I want to lift up is not us serving uh, the guests, but some of the guests were so so wonderful and in kind of living out God to their neighbors, uh, helping one another. Uh, there was particularly one blind woman who came in and, uh, and it was fascinating to see the woman who was helping her. Uh, she was so loving and so, so gracious and so kind and serving in so many ways. I thought, wow, this is beautiful. And then there was, there was a, a, a guy who was doing similar things, helping a number of folks and Sometimes, you know, he'd go help get some cookies or something for somebody else sitting there. And it was just really interesting seeing, seeing not just us serving our guests, but our guests serving one another. And uh, that was really beautiful. That's how I saw God uh, this week. So other testimonies, Jackie. Um, how, many, how many of you know Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter? Well, you know how he died. He was impelled by a stingray. And, some, and every year in Australia, they, they declare a day called Steve Irwin Day, where they, pay, where they pay homage and tribute to the crocodile hunter himself. And sometimes and the, the, wiggle, the, wiggles, the Wiggles play the song, Crocodile hunter, big Steve Irwin. Crocodile hunter, action man. And they, the Wiggles sing that song. They, 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 that song was first heard. That song was first heard in the in the Wiggles DVD, Wiggly Safari. And whenever I hear that song, it just makes me so it just makes me so happy that that they can that the Wiggles continue to pay tribute to the crocodile hunter himself and. I call that I call that a God moment right there because because without if it wasn't if it weren't for that song we would, if it wasn't if it, if it wasn't for that song then we would never have paid tribute to the great crocodile hunter himself Steve Irvin and and he taught us a lot about care for the earth didn't he care for the creation Yes. But the, only, but the way that I remember him most was um, Wiggly Safari. Yes. All right. All right. Anybody else, a God sighting you'd like to share about? See. Yes. I've got a couple. Um, the first one was a week and a half ago. My wife, Carmel, had a really bad asthma attack in the middle of the day. And yeah, it's in her. She had to call 911, one of those. And, um, but the, the first responding police officer was somebody I knew. Um, I wasn't there and wasn't able to, you, to help. I showed up as the paramedics and the police are there. Um, but I was grateful for 
um, somebody I knew who knew my family, knew that it was my house. I know him just from the gym I go to. He, we knew each other. I didn't even know he was an Oak Park police officer. Um, but he was there, and he's like, I think I know this guy, you know, and going to my house and, and um, loving on my wife. And so I was grateful for that. And I was grateful for the care that Carmel got. Um, she was in the hospital for about six days just trying to get her lungs to recover. She is home and uh, recovering there. So we're grateful and continuing to pray for stamina. So that's significant. The insignificant um, is, uh, I, you know, I do a lot of barbecue and currently we're on this like in our, with our, man, you know, you get in those home finance, you get into your own dealing with your finances and our whole thing is right now, we don't spend it unless we have to. And barbecue, as even though not everyone agrees with this, you don't have to. Um, so, but, so, but I'm always looking for, it's like, all right, but so wood is one of the things you need and you can, all, you can buy it, you know, right? And it's really expensive, but it also falls down everywhere. Um, but you need, you know, a truck and a chainsaw and a splitter and all that kind of stuff. Um, but so this last, I've been getting some wood from different things happening and I have it, but I couldn't split it. And um, I don't have a chainsaw. So Norm loaned me his chainsaw, his big 24 inch chainsaw, and I used it and still have all of my fingers and have no wounds. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and then, but then you got to split it. And um, Kim Glander, so I, I was planning like, oh, I'm, I'll just rent one, isn't it? Because because typically I act like an American. You just, if you don't have it and you need it, you pay for it, <laughs> you know, instead of, oh, the Lord has amazing people around us and we need each other. And so because I knew we weren't trying to spend, I was like, all right, what can I do? And I text Kim Glander, Nate's father-in-law. I'm like, do you happen to have a hydraulic splitter? And he's like, sure do. Do you got a trailer hitch and a truck to bring it to your house? And I'm like, no, but I know someone who does. And so Richie Hines and I go over there. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever used a hydraulic splitter in your life, but if you haven't, you need to. It's incredibly satisfying. <laughs> this is a 30-ton hydraulic spit, splitter made by the hand of Jesus himself. Uh, Jesus himself would have loved using this. Um, and, you know, so silly, ridiculous, but I give thanks to God for people in community and to help us and to um, get to do cool things like that. So, I don't know, a rambling, but thank you, God. Amen. Okay. Anybody else, a God sighting you'd like to lift up? Okay. Yeah. Many of you guys know my dad, right? And he, he, he told me some exciting news. He's going to propose to his girlfriend, Hannah, soon. That's good news. Give him our love and compassion. I will. And I'm really excited for it because I'm pretty soon I'm going to get a new stepmom. So, so church, she said soon. So don't you dare, don't you dare call Ken and say anything, okay? Sure, sure. Amen. Yes. Okay. So we'll keep that secret. We'll keep that secret. Okay. Well, 
God bless. Let's continue to lift up the name of the Lord. If you're able and want to stand, I invite you to do so as we worship in song. our prayer this morning that whatever befall you would be what we look at and you would be what we see in the name of our dear savior jesus christ we say amen together amen. Amen. may be seated good morning church oh that was like six or seven good morning church all right my name is tom torrento and uh, i'm here to entertain you for the next 16 or 17 minutes because there's a lot of announcements today Please take a moment to let us know you're here this morning by either filling out the digital connection card that is right on the homepage of our website, or if you're old school, the physical green car in front of you in the pews will also suffice. And if you're new, which clearly some of you are because I don't recognize you, uh, if you could stand up right now, Harvey Curley will come find you and be your new Genesis best friend. Uh, actually, just text new to Genesis to 94000 and you will be in the system to get all the cool updates. Um, I would like to thank the congregation for approving our 2023 budget. Um, as a nonprofit, we function through gifts of the community and the community always provides. So we're looking forward to a great year and we wanna thank you for your place in that. Next Sunday, October 1st, after worship, we will be eating together. And our theme for this meal is will it taco 
and you know, you get to get creative here, but the only rule is anything you bring, you have to be willing to taco it. So uh, Jello, um, somebody said potato salad, which I won't eat that even when it's not on a taco. So I'm gonna veto that one, but bring something creative. We'll have a mess of different shells and you just get to bring the, uh, the good stuff. So stick it up. I mean, I think stranger things have happened. It's a Choco Taco. I think, they got, I think they got rid of those for a while. I, I had a personal day of mourning, um, but I, do, I did hear they were coming back, so uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> I will not be bringing it because I don't want to eat it. <laughs> so um, we want to change the world through creating spaces of belonging, uh, through helping individuals identify and develop their calling, and through taking action for the good of others. Um, our Hearing from God practice, Saturday, October 14th, will occur from 9 to 10.30. Join us as we playfully and practically learn to pay attention to the voice of God. We know that this can sound very intimidating and new, but we will be sharing simple practices of listening and making space to experiment. You can do this, and we will have coffee and donuts. So if that's not enticing enough, I don't know what is. Uh, let's see, as we're uh, moving on to the food theme here, um, at Genesis, we love to create spaces for belonging. And right now you're going, I don't see how food ties into that as all. You will in a minute. This space is one of them as we need your help. We're constantly looking for Sunday morning hospitality volunteers, which allows you to help by making coffee or greeting people at the door or acting as an usher on Sunday mornings. And uh, right now we're looking to fill five to eight once a month hospita uh, hospitality volunteer spots. If you are willing, we are willing to give you a $5 crumble cookie gift card. Don't all stand up at once because we only have how many of them, Jen? As many as it takes? Yeah, okay. So if you are not enticed by the sweet goodness of crumble cookie, I don't know what else will do it for you. But uh, please reach out to Jenna uh, or anybody else on staff. We'd love to have you help out. One of the best things about this community is you and getting to know everybody else that's a part of it so thank you for considering that at this time stand up and say hi to everyone around you and um high fives hugs whatever makes you comfortable or slightly uncomfortable
Good morning. Welcome again to Genesis. So glad you're here. My name is Bo. Um, a couple of Today we're taking communion, so if you are on Zoom or on Facebook, if you want to grab some bread and juice at home, uh, I want to encourage you to do so because we'll be encouraging that after, at the end of our worship today. Also, it just seems like every time, the last couple of weeks when we talk about what we're doing next week for our meal, Will It Taco, it, the people who, it got a little weird. I don't know if Tom understood it. It's not meant to be gross. The, the goal is not to bring the weirdest thing that you can taco. The goal is to bring something good that you can taco so that we'll eat tacos. And, and you, just, you ask the question, it's not fear factor. We're not trying to bring the oddest thing. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not that, but it's just like bring something that would make a good taco. Does that make sense? Good. Because otherwise, everybody's bringing potato salad and jello, and that's going to be an awful taco day. So we'll be providing shells and rice and some meat and some things like that. So bring something that, would, that you could add to the taco or to a taco festivity. Sound good? <laughs> We are talking, so over the next four weeks, we're going through our core values. We do this every year, and we think this is important because our values are actually how we live. These are who we are. These are the things that we use to, um, to communicate. We, we know when there's problems, when a, when a value gets stepped on, when it gets overlooked or it gets undermined. And so for us, we... We try to lead everything with our values. And the values are actually what we live. When we took time as a community years ago, these were things that people saw in the community. So over the next four weeks, we're sharing on our values. And on some weeks, we're gonna do two values for the week and on others, we're gonna do one. But we've, we've um, invited different voices. So the elders are gonna be sharing a portion of the values. And, and so today, myself and Dan and I are sharing on a value apiece. We're going to talk for 10 minutes. Dan is going to be amazing. I will be challenged. I will have a timer going. Um, if you want to play along, you can hit your timer. Not yet. My 10 minutes has not started. This is the intro. <laughs> we get two values. Um, and then, so that's what we're going to be doing over the next number of weeks, next four weeks. Uh, we always find this to be incredibly important, and it gives beautiful language, and I love that we've got multiple voices going to be sharing about that today. Okay, that's the intro. Give me a minute. I'm going to get my timer. Don't start yours yet. I know. start. Here we go. All right. Jesus, uh, a person was blind and a group of friends take this blind man to Jesus. And they're like, help, heal him. And Jesus takes the saliva, licks his hand and touches his eyes. And then asks that question, what do you see? And the man says, I, I see people, but they look like trees. 
I don't see. And so Jesus does it again and touches the man's eyes a second time. And then he said, then his eyes were opened and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. The value that we're talking about today is about seeing things clearly. It's about having our sight, our perspective restored so that we can see appropriately, so that our eyes are opened up and that when we look at people, we see them clearly and ourselves clearly. This is the value. Everyone is a masterpiece. And so I invite you, would you stand with me? And we're going to read this value aloud. And um, we love this value. It's one of our values at the church. And so read it so we can hear. Read it so those who are on Zoom and on Facebook can hear our voices collectively reading this value up in here, looking for the value popped on the screen so you can read it. Every person is a masterpiece. There we go. Everyone is a masterpiece. Each person is created in the image of God, entrusted with creative and spiritual gifts. We are each called upon to make a unique and humble contribution in the body of Christ. Awesome. You can, you can grab a seat. We are, we are image bearers. This is from the first pages of the recorded history, of the recorded life of a people, from the origin stories that were passed down from the beginning. God created humanity and marked them in his likeness. Male and female, image bearers, and given gifts. One of the most beautiful expressions of this in this language comes from an early follower of Jesus named Paul in Ephesians, and he's writing to this church, and it says, we are God's masterpiece, God's workmanship, God's handiwork. God is involved in us, with us, interacting. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So this one is not only about doing, but there's a, there's a portion of our doing. There's a portion that God has created us and gifted us to move in this world for good, to be a blessing. But it's also about our being, our being his work, his creation, his, his fingerprint, God's fingerprint upon us. It's about our being. It's about our identity. It's who we are. And for many of us, we don't have the eyesight to see clearly ourselves and others in this way, where our perspective has been marred, typically by the voices of lies and the voices of accusations or the voices of others who speak some nonsense about our being, about who we are. And these lies get embedded in us. But with the touch with the with the saliva almost like a parent licking his hands and wiping away upon us that we could see correctly who we are and what we are of God's it's about our being 
God's, God's handiwork. Last week, Amanda shared with us this beautiful example in the food industry about something that if you, if you see something broken in the food industry, if you, if, you, if you have an issue with an item that you bought from a grocery store, every package on there says, take it up with the manufacturer. Here's the number of what that is, that all people, were manufactured, created, and marked by God in a beautiful way. Now, this does not mean perfection. It means handiwork. You're God's through and through. And God is a part and at work in everyone. I love Psalm 139 for, for communicating this intricacy of, of being God's but not being perfect. And that tension that we sometimes find in this, and this is in Psalm 139, it's this beautiful psalm, and it goes like this in Psalm 139, verse 13. And this, the writer is writing about God saying, you made all of the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you that you made me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They number the grains of sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. So that's how that psalm in the middle of it goes into a masterpiece. But then something interesting happens. If you would read on in this psalm, in verse 19, and I didn't add this into it, it says this. Oh God, if you would only destroy the wicked. If you, God, get out of my life, you murderers, you blasphemous people, you enemies who misuse God's name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. God, you've made me, you formed me, but destroy the enemies, God. Take them down, annihilate them. They are worthless. In here, we have this beautiful, interesting tension. Someone recognizing what God has done in them, but in no way being perfect. In no way being able to see others as Jesus sees them. We are not in perfection. We sometimes are not able to see. We sometimes are not able to see ourselves as God sees us, nor are we able to see others as God sees them. And so I love how this psalm ends. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Know what makes me afraid. Because my fears show so much about what's going on in me and what I think about myself and what I think of God and what I think of others. Know my anxious thoughts. What makes you afraid? Point out anything in me that offends you. That was eight minutes. I've got two. <laughs> and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This is a value of God opening our eyes to see ourselves as, he's, as God sees us and seeing others as God sees them. It's not a value that says we're perfect. 
It's a value that God is who continues to open our eyes so that we can proclaim the good that God has done in each marked with God's hand and that people could continue to hear the the beauty and the truth of God's creation of them, his love for them, his desire for them, God's welcome for them, and God's purposes for them. May we proclaim this value and live it. Here's the few people. This is not about perfection. But people living into this, here's a few of those where I've seen people live into this. Um, Daniel Vicko, here's somebody who's been volunteering him. Daniel and Marty, I believe this got engaged a couple nights ago. And that Daniel's been serving, congratulations guys, if you're watching or wherever you might be. But Daniel is one, he's a school teacher, and he helped to volunteer with, with the kids and Nikki was sharing this story about him with me, and she was like, oh, man, Bo, he was seeing all of the high-energy kids, the lightning bolt kids. Do you have a lightning bolt kid in your family? (laughs) High energy. And Nikki's thinking, oh, man, he's going to see all this, and he's not going to want to help. But God has gifted him. He's a teacher, and he gives himself in those moments. He knows what to do. That didn't scare him one minute. He was like, awesome, what can I do? How can I help? That's what it's like for somebody who's been equipped in that and and to see that these people are being brought as Dan was brought here and moved and we get to see the beauty that is in him, the gifts that he's been given. Uh, Sophie, Mark, your daughter. Sophie, I don't know if you've seen, she's created games in here in the lobby. She's got, if you've seen little notes put under light switches, um, there's a little donation thing for animals. This is all Sophie creating games and playfulness and of this. This is how God has wired her. This is what she loves to do. She loves to care for things and she loves to create a context of fun and mystery. And she's doing that just who she is. It's like, wow, how God has created her is awesome. And she is making a space of belonging and fun for so many. So if you see the little little weird notes torn up and put on her light switches, step into the game. That's Sophie, a masterpiece. Um, Deb and Roy have opened their home at different times for a newcomer's receptions. And we did one at their house. That was a couple months ago. I kind of come away from these, these, these di- dinners and at that, and I'm like, it was a little bit boring. I mean, I, I, not boring. I, I just, sometimes you measure it by like, oh, you want to wow people or something. And we did it, and it, it was normal in those conversation, but then one of the people who came said they went to their car and they wept for 20 minutes because they experienced just so much hospitality and love. They were treated like a masterpiece in the way they were asked questions about who they were, and they were just brought in and loved. And this is how God has wired these two. I mean, their, their whole makeup of their home and their back porch is all about this creating space of belonging and wanting people to receive that. That's what it looks like to live this value. And I had, um, I mean, Andrew in here, when you see Andrew as a worshiper and as an encourager and as, uh, just in this, we see the beautiful handiwork and of Jackie, who is in here always opening her mouth to give praise to God for everything and everywhere. We see it and we say, oh, the masterpieces of God. And I work really hard at Kroger too. Oh, you're an amazing employee at Kroger. Right, that, that, 
this is beautiful and this is one of our values. And for all of us, as we live this value, I went over my 10 minutes and Dan, you're up. As he steps up, I get 30 more seconds. We, we live this value as we started with the story of, just, of Jesus continually coming up, taking his saliva, touching our eyes and helping us to see. And, we, and he asked that question, do you see clearly now? And if the answer is no, let him touch you and put a saliva on your eyes again so you can see yourself clearly and you can see others clearly. So Father, would you open our eyes to see as you see. Lit, we accept your saliva, your balm and your touch that we might see and know the masterpiece that you have shaped us and others. Amen. So you can see as you tag. <laughs> You're in. All right. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Buttry. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I served as a missionary with International Ministries of the American Baptist Churches for 17 years. I was their long title, Global Consultant for Peace and Justice. And so I wasn't based in one country like many of our, uh, my colleagues, but rather I worked around the world. And, and um, I couldn't learn all the languages of the places that I was at, but I did speak a bit, uh, some Spanish and poco espanol, a bit of Arabic and Georgian, not Atlantan Georgian, but uh, Georgia that's between Russia and Turkey. And um, so I needed some help from translators but in all those situations, I brought the good news of Jesus Christ to people, especially in areas that were torn apart uh, by repression or persecution or violence. Usually I serve churches and Christians, uh, empowering them for their witness and their ministry in conflict situations, including wars. But sometimes I was involved with non-Christians as well. I shared the teachings of Jesus on the sermon on the, in the Sermon on the Mount with people of many different religions and, and even some people with no religion at all. I also had to raise my support and my work funds and Genesis gave very generously every year. Some of you supported me as individuals or as families for which I'm very grateful. In fact, this shirt that I'm wearing is from Mexico. It was uh, made by women who were in a battered women's shelter in Tijuana as uh, one of our ministries uh, to, to uh, first provide sanctuary for those women and then to help them to uh, gain a trade, uh, skills that they could make uh, an independent living on. And so I was a missionary, but now I'm retired. So I guess I'm not a missionary anymore. But wait, what am I doing? Uh, I live in Hamtramck, a very interesting multicultural community. Sometimes I make connections by dropping one of the few phrases that I've learned from other languages or words. Uh, for example, uh, I was at Beaumont uh, Cancer Center for my regular treatments last week and Omar was drawing my blood. So I saw his name on the name tag and when he was done, I said, shukran in Arabic, thank you. He just lit up, he beamed, and, and he told me that he was born in the U.S., but his, his parents were from Iraq, and we connected because Sharon and I had been there, and uh, we had a special conversation that had nothing to do 
with blood, everything to do with life. There are kids that Lily plays with in our street, and we recently had to deal with the death of a domesticated rabbit that somebody let loose in our community. And the kids love that rabbit, even though they could never catch it. Uh, and the car, a car hit the rabbit and killed it. And the kids were grief stricken, just mortified. And so I worked with them to help bury the rabbit. We actually had to rescue it from a dumpster. You ought to see a 70 year old dumpster diving. That was something else. And, and then working with them through their grief and talking with them, Christian, Muslim, and Hindu kids, that God, these kids who needed a touch of God's love in their sorrow. You know, my, my small group buddy, Mike, usually sits over there. Uh, Mike Frederick, he often brings me food or various household items that I take over to Friendship House or to Joy Thrift, Compassion Partners for Genesis that help poor people in the name of Jesus. And so even though I'm retired as a professional missionary, I, I, I guess I'm a missionary right here and right now. Why? because I'm representing Jesus where I live. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, to the Corinthians in the Greek city of Corinth, so we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. I represent Jesus in Hamtramck. I'm Christ's ambassador there now. That's what a missionary is. Jesus' representative, wherever they are. But what about you? Do you represent Jesus too? Are you an ambassador for God's kingdom? Absolutely. You are the representative, the ambassador, the missionary of Jesus in your place, where you live, where you work, where you play, where you shop, where you go to church, in Ferndale, in Detroit, in Troy, in Clawson, in Warren, in Royal Oak, in East Point, if you get the point. I, my apologies for the dad joke. It's a terminal condition, I know. Um, but uh, that's one of our values here at Genesis. And so we're going to put it up there and uh, ask you to read with me. And just as Bo had you all do, uh, stand up. We're going to read the value. We can get it. Let's read it together. We are missionaries. God is a missionary and invites us to join in his good work. Because of this, we intentionally equip followers of Jesus Christ to participate in God's mission in neighborhoods, networks, and to the nations. Amen. You can be seated. So it begins, it begins with God. God is a missionary God. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Where? To earth, to us, to represent God's love, ambassador Jesus. And you are invited. You are called. All of us are called to join in this work of representing that love. And so we here at Genesis want to be obedient, we want to be responsive, we want to be creative in responding to that invitation from God. Each of us is a missionary, wherever we are. 
Now, yes, we send and support missionaries around the world, and the value says that. Like Rick and Anita Gutierrez in South Africa, who are going to be with us in October. I am so excited about that. And yes, we send and support missionaries to do special work on our college campuses, like Andy and Maddie Michelle with Crew. Yes, we do that. Yeah, amen. But we're all involved, each of us. I mentioned Mike Frederick for his generous giving. And then there's Jill, who decorates the homes of families transitioning from homelessness to new homes through humble designs. There's Ed, who volunteers with students at Detroit Jesuit High School. There's Steve and Mary in the back, and Dave and Vicki taking therapy dogs to help people facing all kinds of difficulties to bring them some healing love into the middle of their traumas. There's Harvey giving water and in the summertime and gloves in the winter to people at bus stops. There's Allie coordinating getting backpacks for school kids through Christian, uh, Detroit Christian Center CDC. There's Sandy and Bill who are teaching in school, but they do so much more than their job description because they care for the students as people and help in some of their special needs. There's so many of you that work for lunches at Community Cafe, even as my small group did on Saturday. There's Amanda and Richie and Nasha. They have a food box in their front yard. They started it during the COVID era, but they, they keep it going for needy families from the neighborhood to, to just help themselves. And now some of the generous neighbors help to keep that food box full. And there's even more of you who work for the homeless to provide shelter and meals in those brutal weeks of January and February. Our children and our youth education folks do so much for kids, including those with special needs, and you serve young people with the love of Jesus. Bonnie Backing has a prayer team uh, that uh, is praying for the mission work for God's breakthrough. And so if you have any special need, then let her know. There are so many ways you can care for each other, care for our neighbors, care for people in need. You are missionaries. We are missionaries. That's our value, to see ourselves and to see one another in that way. So how do we live that out? How do we effectively live and serve as missionaries? We may need to learn how to speak another language. Not necessarily Spanish or Arabic, although maybe because of some of our neighbors, but listening to the heart expressions of somebody who is struggling or hurting. We may need to get prayer support for a special encounter to ask uh, you know, some of the people from your small group or, or for our prayer team. You know, I did that as a professional missionary when I faced a particularly dangerous or difficult situation. I had a regular band of warriors, I called them Gideon's Band, that I would contact and they would hold me up in prayer just like Joshua and Hur came up to hold up the hands of Moses during his battle with the Amalekites. You know, by the way, prayer warriors are missionaries too. I know this in my family, my mother, grandmother, she was homebound with crippling arthritis in her later years. But folks said about her even in those years that the sun never set on people that Francina Arnold was praying for. 
She prayed for missionaries that she knew all around the world. So, so some of you may be called to be those, those special people of prayer. You know, my, my grandmother, she prayed for mission work, and maybe you can join Bonnie's mission team and pray not only for the missionaries we support, but also pray for the missionaries that are here in this room right now. And listen. Listen for special calls of action. When I first got cancer back in 2009, God spoke to me about my mission work and told me I needed to make a change. I needed to get involved, to, to involve the rising generations to train them and bring them along so that they could grow in their calling and gifts because I wasn't going to be around forever. And I, I was so blessed to see Valerie uh, in our community, small group at Community Cafe yesterday because she brought her daughters and they were serving, you know, putting the, uh, getting the buns ready for the sloppy joes and then they were taking lemonade to some of, the, some of the folks as they were sitting at the table and I thought, that is so beautiful. That's what it's all about, preparing the next generation. It's not just us. We do it together, including with the kids. You know, maybe God is speaking to you about how and in what way you can be a missionary. Maybe it's to do something new, to serve in a new way. Maybe it's to do the same thing, but to add a different dimension to it. You know, Dave Brown has been working in our warming centers for a long time, working in so many ways. Uh, he's just one of those behind the scene missionaries doing all kinds of great work. But last year, Dave felt prompted to do something different to offer healing hands, a service where we would gently rub lotion into the hands of many of our guests who wanted it and praying out loud for their concerns if they so wished. Dave's listening to God and then sharing his idea opened many of us up to new ways of service for our guests in the winter. Missionaries listen for that calling for God. Now, I'm going to give you the fine print. You know, it comes at the end. They usually speak it real fast. I'm not going to speak it fast because you need to hear this. Being a missionary is not always easy. It can sometimes be very difficult. I ate some great food, especially in Thailand, and I ate some awful food. And some of that food caused some exotic illnesses, including once I got, I got a type of brain fever and I was all alone in a remote part in Kenya. Talk about being scared. I once had to pray through the night about doing something the next day that could possibly have gotten me killed. See, I've known missionary martyrs. It happens still today. And I've been to some of their memorials. It's not all good. Now, being a missionary here, you know, in Royal Oak, even in Royal Oak, could be tough. You might find people trying to take advantage of your kindness. You might find people critical of the people that you're hanging out with and sharing the love of Jesus with. You might find your time taken up when, when you had other plans. You might find that you have to spend money that wasn't in your budget because the need in front of you is so great. You might find that your heart will break as you join in somebody else's sorrow. But as we follow Jesus, who took up his cross for us, which we're going to remember when we take communion in a few minutes, Jesus took up his cross for us 
so that we could take up our crosses for Jesus. He asked us to do that. And sometimes we take up the cross of costly difficulty and even loss for somebody else. And we do it because we're ambassadors for Jesus. This is something that we, we don't just aspire to do. We don't just hope someday. Uh, rather, these values and this particular value of mi being missionaries, it's something that we are doing. You are doing. We are doing it every day. And God may guide us. God may expand our scope of mission work. But God is working through us as God's missionaries. There are so many different ways that we may be called to live and work as missionaries. As missionaries, sometimes we faith, share our faith and the love of Jesus in words. Sometimes we share our faith and the love of Jesus in deeds. Sometimes we share our faith and the love of Jesus in words and deeds together. And however we do it, when we let that love take shape and touch someone else, we are missionaries. So, my sisters and brothers, bless you in your missionary work. Amen. So we are prepared to, those are the first two values that we want to share today. And next week we'll be sharing two more. Uh, Dan was sharing about just being missionaries and, and the cost of that. And it was just really interesting, something that happened this last week. Uh, Marty Hill, who's a worship leader, Marty has felt God prompting him to start a group in a context within Genesis called Love Wins. It's a, a community group for LGBTQ people, allies, and say it's about inclusion, welcome, and, and conversation, conversations around Jesus, and a safe space for that. And so Marty's like, he felt the prompting of Jesus through his own story to want to do this. And we put it out there. Marty is a masterpiece created by God, gifted with those things, and he's hearing this invitation to want to create a space, a space of belonging for people, people unconnected to here, some people within here. But it was really interesting as we posted this on Facebook, immediately we had somebody spew some negativity, not even a part of our community, outside of it spewing hatred. Uh, we, you can disagree in our community, but you can't step on the values. You can engage in conversation. You can have strong disagreements. You can pull into that, but you can't step on people with hatred and spew hatred in order to undermine what God is doing in someone. And this was somebody who must just troll everywhere and, and do these things in order to undermine what God is doing in someone and the move that God is doing, because I believe this be God is moving Marty in this way. Because God is the one who is moving Marty. God is the one who has initiated this in Marty. God is the one who has said that Marty is a masterpiece and equipped Marty and calling him in to make this appeal to others. And so, as you kind of said, is there, is there cost? Is there, say, yeah, some people are going to speak out against it uh, in, ugly, in ugly ways. And we got a chance to see that. We've hidden that. You, don't, you can't find it anymore. Um, if it was somebody within our own community who went after someone, then we would step to them in conversation. Again, do not hear me of saying that we cannot disagree. And we are, we are people in active conversations and active dialogue. We disagree in a number of places. You can do that here, but you can't step on people in the process. 
You can't undermine their, uh, their, their masterpiece that, nor, nor attack the mission that Jesus is inviting them into as, as moving in the wrong direction. You can have questions, but we don't attack. So we invite you in that. Let's live this out as the Lord empowers us to do so. Um, one of the things that's so crucial for this in that same text is that we're ambassadors to have this appeal. We have to know what is the appeal that Jesus is inviting us to share. And Jesus never had a script. He was always listening to the Father. He knew the context and he was sharing among them. It was never a speech that he had, he had mapped out. That's why every time he's in a certain place, the writers are saying and, hearing, and, and speaking different things. And so here in a couple weeks, three weeks on a Saturday, we're creating time to say, can we hear what God's saying? Are we able to ask those questions? Lord, what do you want to say to me? Lord, what do you have for these people? We're going to be playful about it. We can get it wrong, but we want to invite you. If you're intrigued and want to have some space, that is one of the most intimidating questions to ask in my life, for sure, is when I create the space and I say, Father, what do you want to say to me? It always brings a little bit of fear. And I always have to ask, my, have to ask myself, why? Why am I afraid of this? And so that's on October the 14th. Come and join us. Thanks for being here today. We're going to take communion. So I've got a, a couple of communion things here, and we want to pass out the elements. If you haven't had any, you can stand up. There's a, there's a bowl right there next to Mark at the sound booth. Um, so let's make sure that everybody gets uh, some elements here. Andrew, do you, would you be willing to help? You're always so wonderful at doing that. And if you want to come up, you can stand up and get some. Grab a few more when you grab them so we can distribute those or some in the back. But we're going to do communion together here in the pews. Let me, oh, sorry, let me grab a couple of those here. Get you guys to have some of those. I'll take two for Heather and I. You still got one? Okay. Oh, and... She's, she's, it's, it, I'll talk to you later, yeah. Thank you. All right, did everybody, the communion's being passed. We want you guys to do this together. And so, I've got a script right here, so three or four, twos and threes, just no one alone. So here's a script for you guys to pull together. You don't have to use that, but there's some templates. We think this is a beautiful way of being a missionary is being able to walk with other people to be able to do the kinds of things that Jesus told us to do. And Jesus told us to remember him and to do that as part of a meal. And this is something that normal people can do as they follow Jesus. And so this is a big pocket right here. Give you a couple scripts. You guys can take communion together. Anybody need a script over here? You're just not allowed to do it alone. Anybody know the rules? You're not allowed to do it alone. That's the only rule. And so pull close. 
This was an act of remembrance that Jesus welcomed people and then told us to do in recognition of Jesus. And so we have the script in here. And if somebody even wants to read, take, take ownership and read through it as a part of your group as you walk through, it's just going to walk through just some reminders, the portion of scripture that Jesus gave. There's a little prayer that, that is there. As you're passing out the elements, there's a little declaration that we make upon each other. And then after you have eaten and drank, then it's the Lord's Prayer. The prayer that Jesus taught us to pray and the opportunity is to pray this together. Sound good? All right, so you guys walk through that together and then we're going to worship in response.
offered as a response to the gift we were given. It's a welcome. Uh, I always think of it as a transition from worshiping in our community to worshiping in our Monday through Saturday lives. So whatever that looks like for you today, I pray that this would be a remembrance of the gift that we were given and we just celebrated and a remembrance of the calling that Dan and Bo gave us. Let's sing together. My life is yours And my hope is in you only And my heart you own Cause you made this sinner holy and holy God bless you guys as you go. If you want to grab a couple of communion packets, feel free to. To be able to share with a neighbor, to be able to offer to someone else you know who may not be able to get around as much, take, take some. They're available, just grab them. If you, wanna, if you wanna use that script as a way of just guiding you a little bit, there's, it's not about perfection. It's about remembering Jesus in that. So we offer that, and would you go with it and go in it? And so those are available if you know someone. Or you're just moved to want to offer that to someone that you love who's struggling to get around. 
Uh, also, so to, to reminders, next Sunday, will it taco? So bring something with that. And oh, and tomorrow, tomorrow is Yom Kippur. It's a religious holiday. It's, a, it's, a com it's commanded in Leviticus for the Jewish people. We posted on our newsletter, our email one, a teaching connecting Yom Kippur, the Gospel of John by Shane Willard. Shane is going to be teaching at Genesis next May. But if you're interested, I've listened to it. It's phenomenal. If you're interested in Yom Kippur, learning about that, and, and seeing the beautiful connection of Jesus and the reality that our debt is paid. Give that a listen. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. Bye-bye.